that. Oh, good job. In game, too. Barney just waving his notes in front of me. <laughs> they got Best. a bit messy towards the end of the game. Just like most things you wave in front of me. <laughs> they get a bit messy towards the end. Mm. Yeah, right. Maybe cut the sound now we're talking over it. <laughs> what show is it? 40 and Frothies. That's the one. October the 28th, 2020. Uh, looking back, the season is done. We have crowned the Premiers, the Melbourne Storm, as tipped by everyone. Uh, Ollie, last week. Um, oh, no, no, not last week. I thought you meant... Oh, yeah, I tipped, the call. I tipped them six weeks ago. Yeah, six weeks ago. But are you talking about our predictions from last week? Yeah, I tipped them as well. I tipped them. It was. I didn't. It was. Ah, oh, good. I can make I tipped Penrith. I actually said Melbourne to win, but I'm tipping Penrith. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we're all here, guys. So uh, Barney, Ollie, and myself are here for a, a relatively quick grand final review and quick look at the news as we head towards Origin time. Barney, how'd you had the weekend treat you, and what's going on? Weekend was good, mate. This week's been a bit average. Fucking data entry and cross checking databases, and ah, uh, fuck me. But yeah, so I'm here Fine, drinking beer so, yeah. and talking about footy, so can't get much better than now. Mm. Holly, yeah, it was all right. Obviously, as I mentioned before, uh, I was at the game. wasn't wasn't great. How was the obviously yeah, it was was pissing the down? Yeah, yeah. Well, here's the thing: it was pissing down rain right up until before kickoff, and I was actually situated underneath one. You know how you get the beams going across the structure of the roof, and sometimes if there's been rain, there's Running just big drops. <laughs> I was directly underneath <laughs> it, so all through the pre-game show, every now I think I got like a drop behind the ear at one point, and it was just shocking me, but. <laughs> The rain sort of stopped right before kickoff, mm. yep. but that's not to say the conditions got wetter, uh, got better. Sorry, they got worse for me because it started getting really windy. So it was just cold. It was just yeah, really yeah. cold. So it was a bit, you know, bit how you going. And obviously, I was supporting Penrith in the game, and I was, you know, at the game with. It's Penrith actually um, this so, actually be a great. Yeah. You've actually give us a great perspective because live's always a different perspective. Or not always, but mostly is. So as we go through some key talking points, yeah, you obviously have a, a clearer view of how you, how momentum shifted live. Um, the grand final experience itself. How was Amy Shark do do to do to do, do, and how was the rest of it? I'll, I'll put it, put it this way with Amy Shark. She wasn't bad. She did a job. Like she, there's nothing wrong with her. Personally. Did that song really go 15 minutes? Or was it just me? She's yeah. It, she's per- the first fucking song. <laughs> she's personally. I got three beers, and by the yeah. time in that space, is he still going? She's not. Lay down. She's not my. Made some breakfast. Tea. Oh, she sang something else in the middle, and then finished with the same song that she started with. Which was yeah, so, yeah. The thing, the, the thing that uh, was a bit awkward and a bit cringy for me is that she kept saying come on Sydney or like going to the crowd to sing a word and there was just nothing yeah. and I don't know if you guys saw it in the broadcast but they had that mosh pit there right it was just fake wasn't it that was bullshit wasn't it no it was socially distanced there were oh, actual bits. people I assumed yeah, there was just like in the wrestling where they have like wrestlers in the crowd I thought it was just like no, Channel 9 stuff waving around no they had a mosh pit and it was and I didn't notice till during the game afterwards they had situated the little squares where they could stand and because it was a socially distanced mosh pit they couldn't really move around and dance so they were literally just I know we haven't got no one can really see what I'm doing here but they were like slowly moving their arms and that's all they could do so you might as well I don't know not have the mosh pit there because it was literally about 40 people like 1.5 metres apart and they weren't like they weren't actually even like the real upbeat bits they were just like sort of slowly move like it was it was literally a piss take like it looked like a piss take that's why I thought they were fake (laughs) yeah I honestly thought they were plants no 
I thought they were just like chilling on crewmen. They said, all right, go on my rounds around for a bit. Nah, just gotta go I was trying to get them out of the TV. crowd, so no. Is it really that hard? Like, is it really that hard to go and get a, a pump-up Australian act to the Vanilla Craig? go back to full-on rock, mate. That's what NRL well, like, well, And you, you know, there. actually, the other one that would have kicked it out of the... Go- fucking kicked it straight over the goalpost, if they had to do, you go get Hilltop Hoods. They could have played two songs. Crowd would have got pumped up, played Cosby Sweater and something else, and off you go. Yeah, well, Amy Shark as well. It's she's not got that, that she's, I think it's because she's got a connection to the NRL as well because she was the former Gold Coast Titans video ed- editor. And you know what? That's, oh, is that true? Is it? Yeah, and that's what the NRL Only you would I saw. Know they were sort of pumping. No, it was. <laughs> I think I saw NRL Roast upload it and like it got a bit of coverage. But, there must be a reason. Yeah, you don't. Full on yeah. rock and roll, mate. That's what fucking rugby league's always been. That's all the best pregame ones have always been. Well, out rock, what's that like, now? Like, three or the indigenous. I don't want to back it, but. Uh, Mackle was good. Yeah, Briggs was no, pretty Briggs average. is awful. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I just don't want... All I, do, all I ask for when I watch a grand final is no political message and a song that'll get me excited for the next 80 minutes. Is it that, is it that hard? I think... Well, you look at the Fox League ad, whatever that song they were playing through the finals, like, they, those blokes oh, yeah. come out and pump that out, that would have been yeah. fine, you know what I mean? But yeah. Even go and get, like, fucking, I know it's a long bow, but someone like Shepherd or something like an Australian house like that, at least they'll play a song that's... <laughs> Something. I don't know. Cold chisel again. Just one of the classics. Like, yeah, yeah. Chisel, but yeah, not that hard. Go get Barney to do simply the best. Didn't we start? Isn't that how we started the year? Go get Barney to do simply the best. No, nobody wants to hear that. Actually, more I think it. Maybe there's an issue. Maybe it's in Queensland or Melbourne or somewhere. But isn't literally? Didn't we start this year? Barney singing simply the best. Yeah, well, it was the Tina Turner version. But then Barnsley did it for Foxtel. For Foxtel. Well, so that's probably that's why probably it's Channel it. 9. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but seriously, like, I just, I need, that, that hit me then as I was talking. Like, doesn't that make all the sense in the world? Or just get Cold Chisel to just come out. Like, I know they did 2015, I think it was. They were pretty good just watching sing, them. Yeah, like, like, just Barnsley could do Simply the Best for the next 20 years. It'd be fine. Peter yeah. Garrett's not doing much. Fucking nah, good night, You'll get come out and sing there. about turtles or something. Um... So as a live experience, thumbs up, thumbs down. Compared to the grand finals I've been to, it's probably the worst. It wasn't terrible. I know it's not the perfect year, obviously, and, and rain doesn't help. But no, it, it, it's just I've been to a few grand finals. By then the game, you just want to get out of there. But you just want to get out of there, and yeah. also I know that they can't help it. But having a bit less of a crowd, although it was still encompassing and still louder, just the visual aspect as well, it just wasn't quite the same. It, it, it's weird. It felt like more than a normal game. But it didn't feel like a grand final. And how was yeah, the right. crowd itself? Were they obviously into it? Was it a big Penrith bias? Well, was it, we were actually. In or was the, it just hard to tell because you're so spaced? Well, we were in the Melbourne Supporters Bay, and there was there was a decent contingent of Melbourne fans there. But they they did actually have to sell tickets to well us Penrith members to sort of fill it out a bit, and the Penrith fans were on the other side. The one thing I didn't like, and obviously you can't help it, you know, when they're like. Okay, Melbourne fans, we want to hear you cheer. Not only could you not hear them because there wasn't a lot of them, but the Penrith fans would just boo over the top of it. And I've never really, yeah, I've never really seen before at a grand final when, and obviously it's because they love their team and they want to hit back, but usually when it's like, okay, we want to hear from the Roosters fans or something at a game, usually the Roosters fans chant and then they're like, okay, then we want to hear from the Penrith fans. There's not usually that booing over the top. Mm. So you really didn't hear the Storm fans until half time. Do you expect half-time. it different from Penrith fans? But anyway... Um, um, let's get in the game. 26-20. Uh, it was a long lead and a lead that was probably never in doubt, really. Oh, 
Um, and you can, when you chime in, obviously, you chime in from how you felt live and we talk about some of the key things and, and the key talking points. Barney, you, you made a live running commentary as you've just waved in my face. Dude, you just may as well leave. Run through the we stats through. to begin with and yeah. then we can have a chat. So Penrith, obviously, 20, Storm 26, four tries apiece. 69% completion for Penrith, 79% for the Storm. 33 out of 48 sets for Penrith and 31 out of 39 for Melbourne. Four line breaks and that, five. That, was, that ended up being like 79-69 completion rate in the day, wasn't it? Yeah, 69-79 it was. Which, yep. Yeah, just to reiterate that, that was Penrith's lowest completion rate by a long, long way all year. Four line yeah. breaks to Penrith, five to the Storm. 33 tackle busts for Penrith and 29 for the Storm. Uh, Penrith with 20 offloads and Melbourne with seven. Both forced to drop out each. 331 tackles apiece, which is <laughs> interesting. Uh, ruck infringements, two for Penrith and five for the Storm. Penalties conceded, seven for Penrith and eight for Melbourne. 18 errors to Penrith and 12 to Melbourne. And obviously two bins at the back end there for the Storm. 175 metres for Edwards, 210 for Pappenhausen. Uh, the top... So I went into... Had a few player stats out of this one. I went a little bit deeper because it was just a grand final, obviously. Vunavalo with nine tackle busts. Uh, Asafa Solomona with six. Olam with two offloads, Welch with 42 tackles, Kenny Bromwich with 37, Kafusi with five missed tackles, Hughes and Pappenhausen with four, and Kenny Bromwich with two errors. Uh, Cleary and Kikau had seven tackle busts each, Naden with four tackle busts in 30 minutes, Crichton, Luai, Kikau with three offloads each, Appy made 51 tackles with a busted shoulder, and Yo with 41. Luai with four missed tackles and kick out with three. Kick out with five errors and Edwards with three. Where do you want to start? You know, you may as well run through your, your running commentary and we'll uh, we'll chime in as we go. Might be we'll easiest. Kick well, off. Well, it's a mistake off the kickoff. Yeah. So Melbourne make a mistake off the kickoff. Like the Penrith couldn't have asked for a better start, could they? Yeah, it was a dream they start. And they was, didn't they didn't take advantage. I know actually we'll set the scene um, probably where we're all I haven't gone back and watched the full replay. I watched it pretty closely on the night, and I've watched, obviously, the uh, 25 replays since bits and pieces as we go. I watched it live at a pub. You watched it with Penner fans. You watched it live at the game, and you watched it in the comfort of your own home. In so, the garage, yeah. Yeah, down in the garage. So, you, uh, With the sister-in-law who was blowing up the Lux because she's a Penner. Oh, you let her in. Um, but yeah, so there was obviously a mistake off the kickoff, and then Penrith had an average first set with a with an average kick at the end of it, um, and then there was a mistake in the second set that Penrith had. Uh, then obviously the first talking point is the penalty try to Funavalu in the corner with the May. I thought um, slide. Uh, Ollie, what do you make of it? I think personally that call, and I'm not a out to go on and say that you know the ref was on Melbourne side of it, but that specific call I think was wrong. I think you can see Tyrone May. Yes, his legs did get in the way, but he was going. He wasn't going in with the legs. He was going in. He sort of slid across and was going in with his arm. So I, I, I think that was a bit of an unfair call. But you know what? Later in the game, which we'll get into, there was some other stuff that I went thought way that should. Um, we'll try and keep it as concise again because obviously it's probably boring if you read every word of your notes, but. Um, I thought under letter law, I understand why it was a try. I thought yeah. he was bracing himself. He wasn't leading with a foot, which the rule was there to stop. Uh, the rules, there's a Billy Slater rule, essentially, let's be honest. Yep. Um, the rule was there to stop leading with your foot or leading with your knees and knocking someone out. He was more trying to brace, and like you said, uh, he was more trying to brace because there's not many other ways you can really set yourself to, to stop on someone that close and that low. I understand why it was a try. Um 
But if they're going to use interpretation, interpretation went out the window pretty much every other decision they well, used for the on, night. Watching on the TV, you see him, he's coming across. He was legitimately trying to make a tackle and he slips. Yeah. Uh, and he's braced himself. But then <laughs> the reason I think it was given, because if he had continued to slide without trying to put his foot, he did promote his foot towards the line, towards the ball, and he did try to stop the ball being put down. He didn't kick out at the ball. Yeah. He basically put his foot on the line, so if he was to put it down, he was going to put it down on his foot. It's just the way he promoted his foot. Very, very harsh 50-50 call, but to the letter of the law, as you said. Yeah, correct. in a grand final... <laughs> Yeah, it leaves a bad taste. End of the day, it's just a bad taste in your mouth. Grand final penalty, try to start the game. Yep. But in little law, if it was 20 minutes into Souths and Newcastle, yeah, no, one probably bad light. Yeah, no yeah. one would probably bat an eyelid. Um, so then from there, we went on to... There's a couple uh, of moments. The next kickoff again, um, there was a, another mistake by Melbourne. Penrith got the opportunity yeah. again. Um, I thought Melbourne dominated the first 10 minutes of play. And then I thought Penrith actually, good field position, a lot of ball for the next 10 to 15 minutes. And they, could have and yeah. should have. So you know what happened? There's one moment earlier that never got penalised and it, it really hurt me live and no one's even mentioned it. Did anyone see where Fish Harris basically ran a gridiron play on yes. the marker? Yes. And that should have been a blatant penalty 10 metres out. He's taken out the dummy, uh, the chasing marker, mm-hmm. and they've just played on. Like, not just take, like, put him on his ass. basically running the gridiron block standing next to the dummy half, and uh, not even a bat of an eyelid. I thought that should have been a penalty to Melbourne 10 metres out. But One thing that irked me all game, there was not one penalty for a head-high tackle, yeah. and I would have seen at least 10 to 15 good head-high shots across the nose, around the side of the head. From we'll go back to, oh, like, go back to even a week ago with... Um, it was Fish Harris Campbell, wasn't it? It was Lerda. They had the low swinging arm, which... Yeah, I absolutely was, yeah, crowned yeah. some Melbourne player. I can't yeah. remember who it was. Straight across the eyes. and <laughs> Not an eyelid was batted yeah. up, played the ball. There wasn't one head high given, no. and there was plenty of them in the game. Yeah. I think... And, and the thing is, you give one early, you stamp it out. But when they get away with it, they have to let it... Yeah. But anyway, that was just a play. Just live, it really annoyed me. And, then I, and no one else seemed to see it, because I said, well, hang on a second. I have anyway. heard... I don't specifically... Remember that it was moment, about ten but, minutes in. It was but you know what? I've heard same people echo some other people echo your sentiments. Since yeah. Then, so um, so from there, yeah, like you said, Penrith had all the ball. What Penrith tried to do, and it probably cost them, is they tried to do the thing that they do every week. They thought we're playing, we'll, we'll play Penrith, and we'll just control possession and do that inside cleary ball and inside cleary ball, and we'll run behind me and I'll have my head up. And Melbourne just came in and smashed them. Melbourne just said that's not going to work on us today because Penrith's probably mo is. You just control the first 20. Neil Law's fine after 20 because we'll get him next 20. But Melbourne said, we're not going to have any of this. Yeah. And Penrith had no other game plan. I'll tell and you And then what. from there, it looked like Cleary shut the bed. Yeah, I'll definitely. It looked like Kickout thought he had to win the game single handedly. And, 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 and in addition to that, when they've got all that ball. Ended up being so kick out, play. So their play all year has not been Kickout. And they decided, yeah. oh, we'll get the grand final day. We'll kick out and touch the ball every, but every you second. know, because I think it might have been one of you boys who brought it up all year. They've been getting Kickout ready for the final so he can yeah. have that big impact. But you know what? I, I hate to be so negative, but I think he was easily the worst player out Can't there. Can't say he was the worst, but I he tried. I thought he, he was. was I thought myself, but what I, I thought, thought what I was, what I thought was, it there, was like but. he, he was. Um, they thought he was going to win him the game, or at least at least bust someone early. And obviously Melbourne know what he's capable. He just of. tried way too hard. He tried. And obviously he had a target on him. And he said what five errors. But- Yes. Yeah, five yeah, errors. And, and they're all just dumb. One was a dumb play of the ball. Actually, he didn't get penalised for a dumb play of the ball. 
that was pass another, off the ground was ridiculous. Was I blew dumb. up the lux for a there couple of minutes. Four, was there was the another thing ever. Um, knock on where he tried to offload again off the ground. That should have gone to Penrith. That was touched by a Melbourne player. Mm. He was offloading that backwards and it was punched, yeah. punched I, out by I, a Melbourne I player. I just want to get this out of the way quickly before we move on. I, I, do you guys agree? I don't think the refereeing was great. However, I no. think the ref sort of leaned more towards Melbourne in the first half. But in the second half, there was Penrith some 50-50 call. calls uh, that went towards Penrith in that second half. I oh, think yeah. it was... Yeah, easy. It, you can't. You can blame the referee for yeah, like I said, I officiating, but not towards one team or the no, other. No, I think the referee is average, and I don't want to make it about that. But I think Penrith could not possibly say the ref cost in the game, and I we had a gut full of reading it for Monday, for Sunday night and Monday. Uh, but like you said, I, I think probably closer to 50 minutes Penrith had rubber the green. Well, just back to your point, Dagger, where you said um, Penrith were trying to control it for the first 20 minutes. They had ample opportunities. But, and the one thing but they that, never played for a peak The one thing that annoyed me was, as I'm about to say, was clear his kicking game. The bloke put up four or five of those floating bombs. He always and, does. Yeah. But oh, it was a funny scene. Melbourne, oh, no, Melbourne ran yeah. cross lines in front can, of the blokes that are going to catch can it. Can I tell you so a funny story? So they ran obstructions without actually running direct yeah. obstructions to the blokes that are running off. They fu- just ran blokes in front of the in front of the ball yeah there was no there, no result after five or six kicks I'm sitting there screaming just roll one in behind him there was three or four times there where if he just rolled it along the ground they would have scored yeah, actually now you raise it score, it was a funny thing it was big Vinny D watched the first half with us where we know him and it's funny watch the first, the very first set of the game he goes watch this clear he's gonna they're gonna go inside inside and clear he's gonna do that shit little kick to the 10 metres out to Crichton mm-hmm. and it's exactly like to the minute it's exactly what happened he just goes there it is he said I told you that well, what do you think Bellamy's telling them and I went oh you're right yeah. Yeah, but you know what he picked it like to, it was yeah. to the second exactly what he said and it's pretty much every game and it's not necessarily when they're close to the line they can be a bit further out whatever it's always that same option he goes to yeah. and Toto's try a bit later on that kick was by Isaiah Yo. yeah that wasn't even clear. There was so. three times they would have scored tries if he'd just rolled it in behind and one of them was the intercept where Vunivalu runs the length of the field. If he'd rolled that along the ground instead of trying to throw that stupid fucking pass, they would have scored. There was four of them there all yes. running forward. And Melbourne's flying off their yeah. line to try and jam the outside defenders. But it, it, it would have been a try at, easily. At, and I talk about this all the time and it works against the... the um, less good teams we'll say um, where they play that same style for tw- they go and it's so blatant what they do the more you th- and going into grand final they try the same thing and it's actually on a big screen now but they um, they say right clear his jobs the first 20 then it will go this way for 10 then Luai's Start here Luai and it's running. just so ro- it's actually ro- it's robotic without being robotic but when you actually know the pattern but yeah, as I said, I said to the sister-in-law after about 10 to 15 minutes, I'm like, if I was Cleary up in the box, I'd be getting a message down to him, start rolling it behind him. Like, it's just as effective as that little floating kick into mm-hmm. the centres. It's probably even more effective because they have to turn around and go Well, back. you take a chance at it because they have you know to turn I mean? around and they have to gather in goal. Exactly. Whereas if it's in the air, you're, it's actually a lower percentage And if you're play. running onto the ball, and by the time they turn around, you've probably already run six, past them. you want is six again. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you probably score two tries. Yeah. Meanwhile, you get them second, seven tackles, so you give them a free hit. Anyway, um, but good point. Keep going. Um, the no try uh, again to the, the Mansour in the corner. Again, a technically technically correct call because he hit the outside shoulder, but yeah. it wouldn't have mattered a pinch nah. of shit. He was always going to score that yeah. try no matter what. Um, I don't know what you do there. Obviously, it's a 50-50 call. Yeah, um, I think that was the one that... I think that's the one Penner can generally one be aggrieved. Off but, most, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, think, I, I can understand that They were that never going to get anywhere near him. Um, no. Yes, it, it was an, he obstructed that guy, but that bloke wasn't going to get even close to the ball. Yeah. There was always going to be a try. 
And I, I have to agree. I think at the end of the day, though, people have got to realise as well, people, someone could point that specific play out and say that's what cost Penrith the game. Obviously, if they would have scored it, well, then it would be 26 all right? Well, I'm no, not sure who th- hit plenty, the outside shoulder, but yeah. if he just stopped... Yeah, and, and there's, plenty, yeah. there's plenty of stuff that happens throughout the game that Penrith could have done better. And you know what? If that trial was awarded, who knows what happens? The butterfly effect. He could score that. Is Nathan Cleary could do an ACL and then Melbourne go on <laughs> to score another 50. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, you just right. don't 100%. know. Um, so at this stage, so we're going probably 25 minutes in. Yep. Um, how are you feeling live, Ollie? How's the momentum of the game feeling when you're watching live? How's the crowd? Uh, the crowd are fans confident? Are they the feeling cr- a bit shell-shocked? Too? The crowd is still pretty hot and thinking, okay, we can pull this back. There's there's not that doubt or that audible change until Smith scores on halftime. Yeah. So, that yeah. was a massive keep, play, keep too. Keep going, yeah. Um, there was a couple of HIAs I wasn't sure about. I'm pretty sure Welch didn't belong in the HIA. No, um, no. And neither did the cheese when he no. with the penalty off Fish Harris. He just got belted. Um, I know it wouldn't have mattered anyway because it was a penalty and foul play, so you can make you get a free interchange anyway if you get an injury out of foul play. But the first one with the HIA, I was a little bit irked about the the way they were using the HIA to get a free um, interchange. Uh, then we had 33 minutes in. That, as I said before, that was the wrong call with Kikau uh, trying to pass the ball. Yeah. Hit by a Melbourne player. Crichton picks it up. He was gone. And then they turned around and give it as a knock-on to cry, uh, knock-on against Kikau when it really realistically should have been play on. Yeah. And who knows what happens there. Um, and then, as Ollie said, 10 seconds to go, mate. 10 seconds to go before half-time and Appy plays at the ball rather than playing at the arms and... Gets Again. a hand on the ball. It, um, he was hyped. Happy was probably the Penrith's best on the field, I think. He was pretty close to it. Carrying what he had to carry, yeah. Um, I'd even say Edwards, and he didn't do much, but it's just, just that safe pair of hands at the back, and I thought his kick returns were quite decent. Yeah, well, I, I still had the back of mind the whole way through, even when we previewed it, that they, he had a yip in him, and he didn't. He was rock solid. He, oh, he got one was, right at, right at yeah, the crucial yeah. moment at the back end of the game. That's true. But, um, yeah, just that was a massive turning point in the game, just... When he's tapped the ball out, Smith picks it up, scores uncontested under the post, and it goes into 22-0 yep. at halftime. Never a doubt so. in my mind it was a try. Um, I'm, right call, all that sort of stuff. I'm pretty confident. Only thing I was angry I didn't do is back Smith any time try score at $9 because I added for a really long Really, $9? Bucks. Could have got, uh, $8, lad breaks, he could have got better elsewhere. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, so apart from that... Um, and in this, and just talk, talk. if Penrith was smarter, it probably it's probably twenty two. Oh, it's probably eighteen ten at halftime. But yeah, uh, as I said, uh, the questions around the kicking game in the first half, and I I didn't cite the Penrith forwards at all in well, that first okay, half. Okay, so yeah, the we're half hours. That's what I say. So we we haven't really mentioned it. Um, Asafa Soliolo was that was one of the games of his life. He was absolutely outstanding. Welsh was good. The time he was on the field. Yep. Kafusi uh, had a couple of errors, but was good. Um, Melbourne Fords were the better Ford pack, uh, and Cameron Smith was Cameron Smith, and Cameron Smith was outstanding first half. I think yep. Tamo made seven runs much, or something in the entire he, he, game. He, could, he, he wasn't far off. Like he, it's exactly what happened. He kicked out Damien Half. He put him, turned him around, just kicked perfectly. Didn't yeah. do it all the time, but did it when he had to. I, I don't think you could say Smith played exceptionally well or anything, yeah, he but he like did Cameron his job Smith. and he just played smart. Yeah. It, it wasn't anything amazing. No, that's right. It yeah. pulled the strings. And you know yeah. what? There were, he needed to. There were people complaining, oh, look, Cam Smith doesn't want to take a run. Well, first of all, he doesn't need to because he's he still controls the play. Exactly. And that's what a lot of people, he's scared of taking a tackle. He's not scared of taking no. a tackle. One, it's a decent player. And two, it's kind of smart to Cameron Smith, the man who is all the talk heading into the game quote-unquote, you know, 
arguably the greatest of all time. Why would he risk taking a run when there's 13 Penrith players out there probably thinking, geez, I wouldn't mind taking him out and that, I'm going to go back and look momentum. at the stats. I reckon so. he's probably had 10 runs all year, mate. He does. Yeah. He just passes. Yeah. It's his, but, and kicks. but you've also got to remember, okay, does. so when Harry Grant or more so, more, more to the point actually lately, Damien Cook or uh, even Appy, their runs are within the opposition and the 20s. Too, they, they, they look for broken strength. field opposition 20s. So that's their going life. The Melbourne's going life is crash play. Yep. They play to Nelson or to Tino or to whoever it is, and they lined them up. And actually, and for that part, they did play. Then they play exactly that way. And Penrith did hold on quite well against that. Yep. But that's not Cameron Smith's go. And you know what? People have got to remember at the end of the day. But that's day, never been his go. He's a he's a hooker. Like it, uh, it's an added trait of a hooker to actually run. A hooker's main purpose is to get the ball from dummy half yeah. and pass it. Yeah, that is their job. But go back in ten. Attack. But go back ten got years. A game as well. Yeah. But go back ten years. Badiris and Farrah used to run so much more than uh, Smith ever did. Mm. So, like, it's a that's not his job. You don't structure the team around that when you've got running arms. Again, anyway. it's, it's part of that jealousy yeah. as well. No, but no, we great, won't get into it. No, yeah. great thing. Um, so we had uh, before half time, Barney. So, yeah. Yeah, as going. I said, um, I didn't cite the forwards. I thought it was very poor uh, first half out of Penrith's forwards. And the kicking game, it, it cost Penrith dearly in that first half. Um, yep. You can blame the, the call here and there as much as you want, but Penrith were just nowhere near good enough in that first half. No. I don't care so what you want to say. I'll argue with anybody all day long. So 22 nil half time. Um, so is now the time to mention, should we, I don't want to dwell on it, but should we mention Gus's commentary or you didn't hear it? I didn't hear it, but I've not heard good oh, things. But It was it, disgusting, it, Ollie. It was When it was 16 nil and Gus was there trying to blatantly say, well, Penrith are in front here and this is, I'm like, that's fine, Gus. You might think Penrith playing better football, fine. Only with two minutes to go, but I agree. You're down with sixteen in the grand final, like about just... ten minutes to about 22, 25 minutes. Penrith were on top; they had the field position, but they weren't executing their kicking game, and they were just turning the ball over way too easy. But they were in ascendancy, but they didn't take that ascendancy, and, and they then the storm came back and just yeah. rolled back up the middle. Yeah, and, and Penrith didn't match it. It was. I thought it was, and I usually defend Gus as much as people can, but. I agreed with him I for about was, 10 minutes. And I then thought it was, it was ordinary. Just, and then, oh and then it God. became yeah. it became very average. I haven't, obviously, as I said, I've I've only watched highlights of the Fox call, so I don't know a lot of what happened there. So yeah, because they don't play it live. They don't so. play it live, and I've only well, seen, at the it'll be replayed 27 times the next 27 weeks, so I'll, I'm sure I'll see enough of it. Yeah, at halftime, at the ground, Would have been the Penrith supporters had accepted defeat. That's... And I w- it was in the grand final. I was there with my family who were Penrith supporters, and they were just either on the phone or just sitting there. And I'm thinking, okay, it is 22-0. Melbourne are in front. But at the end of the day, it's a grand final. They can, And I literally said, I was like, come on, they can, they can come back. It's a grand final. Like, if any team can – like, the best attacking team in the comp to that point, Penrith. And they did come back. Like, well, they came back – to an extent, like they got within six points, which is you know an admirable effort in the end. Yeah. But I said they could, like, and they were just sitting there, and it wasn't only the people I was with; it was just around the ground. Um, you got that sense the that they as, had um, actually given up at the pub. A lot of the our the guys we know, Penrith fans, had their moment at halftime where they kicked the stools, and yeah. but then temp, and, and and they got over it five days, so it was a novelty the rest of the game really. Well, and then we saw, the, and um, by that by twenty minutes to go, they were singing the Great Escape song, but uh, it, uh, it wasn't eventually. Yeah. Penrith weren't sucking after that. Penrith penalty and let Pappenhausen just run around them and yeah. score that try, who knows what would have happened in yep. that game. But so, um, yeah, so we head into the second half, Barney. Yeah, so oh, the yeah. first point I... Oh, I did we talk about intercept? Oh. We didn't really, but... Um, oh, we, we, you brought it up. Yeah, so we talk, if yeah. he'd kicked in behind, it would oh, have been a penalty yes. try, and yeah, then he yeah. threw that stupid long ball. It was 
he, he was never going to hit I, I anybody I will say kudos to, um, kudos to Vunivalu. For being in that um, spot. For, and, and, but yeah. he still had to beat two Jumped blokes. Up, he still it, had to yeah. and beat him off, yeah. Source probably should have kept chasing a little bit longer and but rather than diving at him, but... He was up and flying. He was moving, man. He was moving quick oh, he was once going. he got back up and started getting um, going. But, yeah, so 22 nil. So we come out and then um, a little bit of drizzle starts, I guess, soon. And then um, it goes against some barn. You can get back to your notes. But Pappenhausen just blows them away. Yeah, Penrith started um, started quite well. Um, a lot of energy. Uh, then there was the Oda mistake about 15, 20 metres out from the Melbourne line uh, with a drop ball that they challenged. That was the where Penrith lost their challenge. Penrith could I thought have Penrith probably should have got a penalty for a leg pull because Naz actually turned him around as he was trying to get up and play the ball. But he, he dropped it. So And yep. they challenged that he dropped the ball. Um, I, the, again, another 50-50. But this was probably the last 50-50 of the game that went against Penrith. <laughs> After this, yeah. after this penalty, it all switched around and went back the other way by a mile. Penrith had so many opportunities to use that captain's challenge as well, and they would have won. Mm-hmm. But they just chose the wrong time. It was like, obviously, it didn't impact them in the end, but when Josh Mansour called for that captain's challenge against Souths, and they just lost it early on what was obviously a, 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 the wrong call. So it happened to them again. Mm-hmm. Keep going, man. Yeah, um, and then, obviously, the first try for Penrith. Uh, again, the kick, there was nobody was ever going to get out there. The obstruction wasn't actually going to stop the defence from getting to that kick, but he shouldn't have been in that position to make that kick because he ran in behind yep. his own player to make Thank that you. kick, which Shout is an obstruction. Who's, uh, producing tonight. Which is an obstruction every day of the week. Filled our frothies. And um, Penrith got a try off. Should have been a Melbourne penalty. Yeah. Uh, and actually watching live, I don't think any Penrith fan even... They all just said no try before I did. Oh, um, n- not me. I know, there's, I know, I know there's some one-eyed ones as well, but I think maybe the defeaters had kicked in, but no one thought that was a try, and it was like, oh, well, here we go. It didn't really disadvantage anyone because Munster wasn't even trying to get to Yo, and neither was the bloke inside him. But yeah, letter of the law again. Um, yep. There was a couple of calls that yeah went to the letter of the law. Then, then again, Penrith make a mistake off the kickoff. As, yeah. soon, they get, as yeah. soon as they get the ball back, they've scored points. And then second tackle, I think it was. And they drop it, put it down, give yep. it back to Melbourne yep. on their line. What, what you, how do you win a game doing that kind of shit? Yep. You know what I mean? You've just, well, just wrestled your way back. We haven't back. really touched on it, but you can't win a grand final at 69% possession, uh, possession. And they just picked the worst possible time to fuck it up. End of the day, they did yep. it continuously. They Yeah, keep going because I'll, I'll have closing statements at the end, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I um, mean, my, my handwriting got a little messy here. But, um, <laughs> I can't imagine why. <laughs> um, oh, and four, was, oh, I can fuck Dino. I actually only yeah. had about four beers. I think I was just writing it down quickly because I was actually pretty invested. I was not so much invested, but I would, the game started to get quite interesting at this point where it was going back and forth and there was a lot of um, you know opportunities that both sides actually could have taken and they didn't. Um, oh, this yeah, 14 minutes to go. Smith does his stupid wrestling stuff. Obviously, Melbourne went, we're that far in front, we're going to slow it down, start doing wrestling. Yep. And then Smith you know, hangs on for a minute and a half. They get the penalty. And then Pappenhausen jumps into the first row of the crowd and fucking taps the ball back. <laughs> Again, another Momentum opportunity shift. that Penrith just but, threw. And, and this is the old thing. thing. It's like, like kick it 40 metres deep the, and take and 20 instead of trying to take... Throw, yeah. so, 
you know? That's right. So you right. can't get there and tap but it back. But this thing, and this is a little one percenters that they just missed, and you don't win finals missing it. Um, and how good was that effort, mate? Like, what a, what oh, a incredible. fucking effort to jump. Like, he, how far did he jump, you reckon, to get to that ball? Two and a half. Probably two and a half. I don't want to say three. It sounds weird, sounding, but, uh, it was close. It was a and long to get hard way as well. to get out there. To, yeah. You know, and he hung in the air It's for something a long not many time. people could have done. Ah, fuck no. Uh, and incredible. Again, game-changing moment. From there, they turn back around. Um, yeah. Sorry, going. that was, yeah, 14 minutes in. Um, and then you had Pappen- the Pappenhausen try. Mm. And then after that, um, that was off the back of a penalty. As I said, Penrith, were, uh, they put their heads down. They're arguing with the referees. Quick quick tap, off it they go, around to the It felt to, to me edge. that Penrith got really sulky for about 10 minutes there. It felt like, I don't know, the young kids and everything and else. And Pappenhausen eyed Cleary up. You watch, Go back, watch the replay. He's yeah. looking at Cleary. He's going, okay, I'm going to your outside shoulder. He had supports inside and out. May started to slide out, and he just went, oh, there's my hole. And fucking see you later. And Cleary and May, May wanted no part pace. as soon as he got Jason. May, May, as I said, I thought May was the worst on the ground. His defense was deplorable at times. He did very little in attack. He just didn't seem to want to get involved. I don't know. I don't know if he was gun shy, just too big of an occasion for the bloke, but... I thought he was Penrith's worst by a fair way, to be honest. Yeah. Oh, I, I still personally like kick, just kick out for me because of the mistakes he made. Are mistakes he should just, he just shouldn't be making. Yeah, but a lot of them the were just stats. effort mistakes. Man. I know he effort, was just put, he effort, thought, effort mistakes. I think the easiest way I'll sum up kick out is kick out thought he had to win Penrith that game yeah, himself, he, I, and that's how he, he played. He, and the he the just fact kept you keep going back there, but that's your half job to go. Well, and look at who eventually look at who eventually turned around. It was Yo. It was Yo. So we get Martin was busted. And he was doing his best as well on that side. I do want to say, though, on the Naden thing, everyone's saying, oh, well, when Naden came on, everything turned around. You know, he should have been on the whole time. While the momentum sort of did shift when Naden came on, he wasn't the catalyst for change, in attack at least, because they did go to him and he, he was good. He wasn't bad, but most of Penrith's tries and that, it wasn't him that you're, did it. You're, you know also, I mean? um, you're also entitled coming on fresh as a strike player, which he is, yeah. to come on fresh in a grand final after 60 minutes and play... He's had that, oh, that sort pace of and footwork to worry the defence, which May doesn't have. Like, yeah, but that, that, like, yeah, if he plays 80 minutes, I say he doesn't make those four line He either kicks and passes but, out of half or he's a back yeah, rower. And, like, and, he's not a centre. And, and as well, if Naden is on, that penalty try that went to Olam, okay, it probably wouldn't have been a penalty try. You'd argue that Olam would probably just go over because Naden doesn't have that same defensive game as May. Maybe he would have saved it. Maybe he he just would have taken. He might have borrowed straight for. He might have stood up straight and just tossed him over. He might have. You you don't know. But you know, if we look at the defensive game of both players throughout the season, we can kind of guess that if Naden was defending that against Olam, it was a a try anyway. But But yeah, you'd back Olam's a dollar twenty. And and take us through the last ten minutes, Barn. Oh, it was just all Penrith, mate. Um, Obviously. The, that there was 10 minutes in the bin for Jerome Hughes when he sort of changed his line slightly. Again, letter of the law probably wasn't realistically 10 minutes, maybe a penalty. But uh, if it's a prof- it's a professional, he changed direction. He did change it's a line. professional foul. It looked you, you bad, can't, you but can't it, do it. A couple it, of steps it was, to the uh, side. He wasn't looking over his shoulder, going where is nah, the ball? Yeah, he just changed line. It was like yeah. one, he would have in his head at the moment. He just turned around and thought, "Oh, someone's coming." I'll just, but it wasn't. I'll pick at him, and, and yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, 10 minutes, and um, but. Luai's rainbow ball out to source was nice. Um, Cleary just taking the bit between his teeth right at the back end of the game and just running himself, which he probably should have done half an hour earlier, and who knows what would have happened there. But Yeah. Um, yeah, and the thing, 
he didn't run at all <laughs> until then, and he, and he should have, and Luai probably should have as well. And, but this is, this well, is like I said, point they, they, play, they actually play that such structured thing where it's not Nathan's job to run until As you the said, Leary shit the bed, mate. In that second half, yeah. he had basically one run and one kick before... He scored that try. Like yeah. there was 25 minutes there where he did sweep. Yeah. Fuck if that's an Andrew Johns, five minutes in, he's going. All right, boys, that plays off. We're gonna let's just say deeper, and I'll get it to someone. And I know that's a high bow to draw, but it's like or a long bow to draw. Not but a high then, bow is. But um, if, if you've noticed that as a, like Tarmow, right? He's the leader in that pack. He's the captain. Mm. He's got to turn around and go, right, our fucking halfback's off. It's up to us, boys. And the bloke had seven runs in the game. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, he's got to get these forwards and go, fuck, you, you, you. We just need to just... But I think that's why, and, and Gus kept saying it, that uh, but. kick out screaming for it. Kick out screaming for it's it. And I think they've just gone, they oh. Well, he, did play, he actually did, pl- and he played effectively centre the whole time. He played real he wide. Did. Did. And they saw it, and they just lined... They had him teed up and they... But there, as I said, I don't think anyone wanted to take Melbourne up the middle because they were no. putting shots on. The same as last week, mate. They're Welch, uh, Finnecane, yep. uh, Finucane, and then, sorry. And it was, again, actually Bromwich, a rabbit. Both Bromwiches. When they, they had the injury on. go on and they just put Finnecane on, he was tremendous oh, as well. He was Putting shots on. Tedovano tried his backside out when he got out there. He was only out there for about 20 minutes, but he was putting shots on and he was running as hard as he could. But the Penrith forward pack lacked a lot of intensity. So let's, uh, yeah... Uh, let's wrap up. So, you, yeah, your final, obviously, they held on. Uh, Pappenhaus and Clive Churchill, yay or nay? Yay. 100%. Yep. yep. Um, I'm Best glad they ground. sports bet paid out for me for Cam. <laughs> so I get <laughs> that to play nice, that anyway. Nice little pickup. Uh, Five and, million, and great, apparently, great they play, But that's, you know, that, and I know because I work with someone who used to be the marketing manager at a big company. Yep. Uh, in another show you can Half find on Facebook. that's just thrown away for marketing. That's anyway. not even yeah. a drop in the pool. And oh, then fuck. for Daily Telegraph, Fox Sports Heroes to report that, that's free advertising. That's just, that's that's why they do it, which is good on them. They, uh, but I was I was cashing my check already anyway. It was yeah. he was trading dollar he was trading a dollar twenty five on Betfair at halftime, which is incredible. That's it. Really incredible on Betfair where it's a, a exchange. Um, so that was all yeah, good. I got jammed all night, didn't have the opportunities, but that came off the back of, as I said, Penrith's forward um, back was so disappointing. But then on the flip side, if Hughes doesn't go off, I think he's in a conversation. He was tremendous again. Oh, he was. Yeah. He was yeah, You yes, know what? Him. I, I just think the way he plays is tremendous. He's really good. I say tremendous a lot these days. Yeah. <laughs> it was good. Uh, Smith for Smith. Munster Nelson was, was close Nelson, to best that's the ground. best game he played all year. Yeah. Nelson was, he was fired up. And he he took it upon himself to bash Penrith's forward pack, yeah. and, and he did. And then when you when you get an angry eight foot tall bloke, <laughs> who's going to stop him? It's, it is outstanding. He was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Ollie, final word on the refereeing. The refereeing was poor on both sides. It was towards Melbourne in the first half, towards Penrith in the second half. But at the end of the day, the better team came out on top. And at full time, I don't think I've ever had a worse feeling nearly in my life. And that's just, I was caught up in the occasion with the Penrith fans. When Kafusi catches that ball, it's just a collective 30,000, just the air being taken out of your lungs. It was even that last, horrible. and I know it's a monkey ball play, so it doesn't mean anything, but even that last play, like they, they, they sort of, paid, they, they to looked Luai, to Luai, and then get, I thought, get, go and they the outside, but, but then they didn't, like, no one really, there was, I know it's yeah. hard, it's an impossible uh, uh, thing, and uh, uh, three uh, of us wouldn't have come much better. Yeah. But there wasn't like, a, but, it was almost, when I watched it back, that was a bit I watched back in last night, it was almost like, 
just kick it. Just do yeah, something. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I, I was just watching it then, away, but, it's like but you'd think they would something. opt for a kick. Not I know, Mel, but the thing is, Melbourne have had a car could probably sweep yeah, through anyway. But you know but what? Not necessarily a kick downfield, but even just a grubber through to the oh, wing. Oh, just something. And, and just the, was, even the winger just has to pick it up, and then and you're a like bit further said, down the field, and then figure out something Three of us would have absolutely sweet FA in that same situation, so I'd carry back that. Barney, refereeing? Yeah, I've, I've already said it all. As a, I, yeah. I'm pretty sure there was a lot of there was quite a few 50-50 calls, but technically most of them are correct. I thought there was probably one uh, one bad mistake, but for both teams, one on each side. And you know, what do you take out of it? Um, it Penrith it, had more than enough opportunity to win that game. I thought they were um, they were quite good in large patches of that game and should have taken points out, and they just couldn't get points. No other talking points from the game? I said, mate, the forward pack was poor and they clear his kicking game. If if he rolls a couple across the ground, would have been massive difference. But he just um, didn't do it. And I don't know why he wasn't told to fucking do it, to be honest. Well, go back and watch it, man. Okay. Their centres okay, were here's rushing what, okay. out of the line. Here's just rolling in behind them. Like, that's here's what smart halfbacks here's do. Here's one man. for you. You saw Bellamy's passion and the way Bellamy handled the game. And I mean, Cleary's sitting there cross-armed saying sweet fuck all for nut for 80 minutes. Isn't that also slightly telling as well? Yeah, and you know, I just want to say something on the Bellamy aspect. I do agree with you, but people are kicking off because of how he reacted when Cleary scored that last try. You know what that is? That is the sign of one of, if not the best coach in the NRL. That is a championship mentality. Melbourne have been up in games by 20, 40 points throughout the years, and Bellamy will be kicking off over the smallest things, and that's why Melbourne is such a good team. I think what people don't get, what coaches that have come through his system, like O'Brien, probably all the way through, I think yeah, uh, all the way through, get is that he does that, but he's also the first to tuck him in at night. Exactly. He's also the first to – they all love it. Like, look, at they adore him. You could yeah. see after the game they adore him because he's got the other – you can't be this yeah. without that. Exactly. Whereas the yeah, O'Brien of the world think you, you kick chairs and this and that and it makes yeah. a difference and then don't have that – yeah, and it's not something you can teach. It's just a he is obviously a fucking incredible yeah. human being. Yeah. at the end of the day, the, the th- which you probably really can say yeah. about Wayne Bennett. Yeah. Say, we'd obviously love to have all of them on the show. And yeah. well, the cheese isn't going to come out and go. Oh, Bellamy does piss all yeah. after every Except game. If, yeah. that, yeah. if like, he's like, not, if because he's, Bellamy knows what he's talking about. Exactly. And he knows yeah. what Bellamy's like. It's probably a run and joke that's been going on all fucking year. Cameron does all the coaching. Just piss do you, off. Do you reckon? Do you reckon when Smith scores that try and they're all giving him a finger? Like there's moments like that, and you just go, "That's who the guy is." But he just cares a lot. It's uh, just uh, on the field here. Do you want to keep going or do you want to have a break? Are you guys right? You know? I'm right to finish right, on this. It's just Cameron. No, no, usually we have sorry, a, a beer and piss break around here. But not Cameron Smith. <laughs> sorry to uh, pull Craig, the curtain back on everyone listening at home. But uh, uh, Craig Bellamy, he only accepts the best on the field. Like off the field, obviously, he is what you said, a bit more of a nicer guy getting on with the boys. But on the field, he holds them to the highest standard so they aim for that. He is only happy when they're lifting that trophy up at the end of the season and that was proof there. Three seconds to go in the game. Melbourne really, although it let it gave Penrith one more chance, Melbourne really had won the game but Craig Bellamy, that didn't matter. I think he was more disappointed that four blokes had a shot on Cleary and none of them stopped him. Yeah, but, yeah exactly. But you know, they should I also have been able just, to. If everyone's sitting home, I also had 50 on Cleary at any time at $5 so the the night was oh, okay. I'm sure that me. makes everybody else feel better. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, I'm sure, I'm sure Ivan's listening right now and he's very happy. He might have done the same. Who knows? He, he might have. All right. In fact, I'm going to have a break. He's done. Do That's right here. All right. So uh, we, we did take a break and we're back. And uh, our uh, 
fan of the week, I guess, is Dino, Diehard hey Raiders fan and a uh, good friend of the show, and he's going to chime in for just a few opinions in the last half hour or so. Uh, Barney, boy, you can lead the, the way here before I get some final opinions on the GF teams. Yeah, so back back to back, two of the um, two of the best men I've ever met in my life. Uh, one of my best mates here, Dino. Ooh. So how did, um, obviously rugby league, mate, where did Who's it start with you? Well, Bailey last week. You, you, we can oh, do you next don't week count. if you want. Oh, that's right. No, that's right. <laughs> just the host. I'm just the other guy. That's right. You're the other guy. So, um, Is that too loud? So where, did, where did footy start with you, mate? Where, where did, um, when did you start following footy and why? Oh, well, well, the first game I ever went to um, was um, Broncos versus Raiders in uh, Canberra. Uh, Dad lived in Canberra, so um, school holidays with him and um, wasn't really into it before that. Um, and Dad went for Broncos. I'm like, I'm not going for a Queensland team. So <laughs> nice. I followed I followed. Raiders and I've followed the Raiders ever since Beautiful. and um, yeah that's that. they're my team Ever play? I played a couple of games, um, junior footy um, I was very average when I started but um, as I got older and bigger I, I you know yep. did a little bit better and um, nothing to grandstand about but um, yeah I smashed a few blokes and got smashed a few times so um, yeah yeah, beautiful. Um, obviously, as you said, you've already answered Canberra and why. Um, your thoughts on Canberra this year? I think they did all right. Um, there was a... Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really know. I'm, like, I'm pretty disappointed that they didn't make the grand final and getting beaten by Melbourne. But um, I'm happy Melbourne, the way they went out. Yep. Yeah, like Melbourne um, did what they did to Panthers. Yes. Um, they just came out fucking full on and you know smashed us. And um, that first first half, first twenty minutes was um, critical to the the, the end result. Really, hundred percent. And um, thoughts on the grand final, mate. Yep, pretty much the same thing. That first 20, 25, 30 minutes, um, Storm just... Did well, Storm yeah, things. Well, well yeah, yeah, they did Storm things, yeah, definitely. Um, and Smith just managed the game, and there were a pr- couple of bad calls. Oh, either way, you know, it wasn't it wasn't just one-sided, I didn't think. Um, so, yeah, a pretty poor refing, deci- uh, refing um, I think. Mm-hmm. Better team one. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right, Dougie, where are we going now, mate? Uh, we're going into a few questions I've asked out of the grand final. Yep. And Dino, feel, ch- feel free to chime in yep. as you see fit. So the old uh, adage uh, that you always hear is you have to lose one to win one and blah, blah, blah. Uh, actually, no, we'll start Melbourne first. So where to Melbourne next year is we don't know till Cameron Smith or they'll be fine? They'll be fine as long as they've got Craig Bellamy. Yeah, I don't think Cameron Smith hurts him too much. They've got the New Zealand hooker and um, your boy, the wizard, now, in the background. Uh, oh, sorry, Dana. Nope, I wasn't going to say anything. Oh. Okay, well, that's good. Glad I put a headset on you. Uh, so from there, if Smith plays, obviously they're fine. If he doesn't, they're probably fine. Bellamy's going next year. Yes. When you, when you lose two, I guess, essential, essentially Hall of Famers, Immortals, whatever they might be, in two years, where what's the future hold for Melbourne Storm? Is that an in-depth discussion for our Sunday series? Well, it's a lot of structure that, that's going to go out of the back yeah. end. If you lose Smith and Bellamy at the same time, obviously um, they basically run the game 
week in and week out. Bellamy runs it during the week and Smith runs it out on the field for him. So they're going to need to find, obviously, Smith, uh, Brandon is a good chance of taking up that role from Cameron or even Harry Grant, but they're going to need to find a fucking good coach, man. Yeah, I've always said that Slater retiring is not going to be Melbourne's downfall. It's not going to be Cronk. It's not going to be Smith. It's Craig Bellamy. Who's going to be the replacement for Bellamy, though? Probably Jason Riles. I think Riles is hot favourite. He's there now, assistant coach. Understood. He's, under, he's come through uh, him. He's, he's going to England for a year next year. He has agreed that with Eddie Jones, uh, I believe. I think that's a beautiful thing. Correct. That's yeah. a great thing. For, for a year, but then come back. I think that's a great thing, and that's what uh, Holbrook did and a few guys have done and done successfully. I think that's a great, yeah. a great experience for him to do so. Um, I think, yeah, Bellamy's a bigger fall than all of them, really. Uh, and, and a great thing... Uh, it throws th- up more questions than answers, for sure. Actually, Paul Kent raised a great point about Cameron, the Cameron Smith and Bellamy combination of night, and I'll, I'll wrap him. Um, is that when you get... So, and, and to use my analogy, which I've used all year, when you have a Maguire that's a hard ass and kicks ass and this and that, and all the kids start sulking, you're in a club where it's a sulking mentality. Mm-hmm. Whereas when it happens at Melbourne, Cam Smith turns around and goes, well, fuck wits, I can do it. Why aren't you doing it? And yep. you, What are you going to say to a bloke that's played 430 games and still first at training and everything else? And I think it's, a, it's such a... It'll be a loss next year, but I think the double blow is a bigger blow than just, just the one. Just as we mentioned earlier, there's obviously that mentality where he obviously gives the boys a bit of time off during the year as well. Even if it's just a day here and there where they go out together or whatever and have a few beers or they, they obviously do something during the year. They obviously to, all love a beer together and that's yeah, a... They, it, that's right. They, and you and I know, work at, as hard when, as when you win comps, it's, then, it's with your best right. friends. That, that's what happened, yeah. They work their ass off, but he obviously gives them a bit of um, bit of their own time as well. So, um, yeah, it's going to be are, interesting. When are we going to find out? What's happening? A week, I'd Bellamy's say. Got apparently, he's got, apparently Cameron, Cameron Smith's Smith got a book knows. coming out next Thursday or something, so I reckon so the announcement will come. Oh, uh, really? Then. Uh, That'll be the announcement. Well, they're still on right. their yeah. vendor at the moment, according out. to social media. So. Should, uh, <laughs> should he have retired in his grand final speech? I was actually hanging on every word of that speech. Was anyone else? He uh, might hang on for another um, bender at the end of next year. Why not? Another mad Apparently, Monday. yeah, the, the mail is he keeps up. pretty hard at the moment. The mail is he keeps up. And I'm going to be that guy. I actually, the more it goes on, the more I actually starting to like Cameron Smith, the more you see of his personality and he's a cheeky fucker and everything else and fears of, you know, of, oh, like every New Obviously, South Welshman. But at the end of the day, you sit back and go, you just got to respect the bloke at the end of the yeah, day. And I, I, I think he's got that, he's got the little bit of larrikin in him. He's got that, whatever he's going to be. And uh, I, I like shit. And obviously Melbourne, uh, yeah. everyone associates Melbourne with all the wrestling tactic, tactics and all the best, all the rest of it. But it wasn't Cameron Smith's idea. He's just been the best at fucking executing it, man. You know, and obviously it stands out because he's the best at fucking doing it. So yeah. one thing people do like to say about Smith is the whole two contracts thing when yeah. even Melbourne were cheating and people saying, well, he didn't have an agent, so obviously he signed him. So he he was definitely in the know. That doesn't mean that they could have told Cameron Smith this, that or the other. They could have convinced him what he was doing was perfectly normal and that it was like, oh, this is a contract. No, I think he's, too, in, I think he's too smart to be <laughs> that guy. For that. But by the same token, I also know Shane Warne missed 18 months for drug charges and everyone thinks he's the greatest cricket of all time yeah. and no one ever remembers the in-between. And he'd go right through everything. That's true, yeah. So, um, Mum yeah. gave me the tablet. Yeah, no one ever forget. No one ever remembers that. I but remember they remember that. He said, <laughs> but every he's the first person ever picks in their Australian or Time Eleven, which we'll do over some. Oh, mate, as skill wise, you have to. But yeah, um, yeah. Uh, so to move on, 
Penrith. Penrith. Mel, well, there's a Vunavalu backflip potentially on the cards. Adam yeah, potentially yeah, going. There's a few interesting things, but let's move to Penrith. Um, they say you're to lose one to win one. Will Penrith win the comp next year? And I can lead because they won't. I'm going to quickly write them off now because I know, I'll definitely go first, second, and thing at the end. Well, the way Cleary imploded on the weekend, and he, he wasn't thinking for himself. He was just running the game plan, and you need to be in. He went robot mode. Like As I said, there was so many times where he could have just rolled it in behind because their centres and wingers were flying off the line that much, man. All he had to do was roll a couple of grubbers in. They would have at least got the ball back, maybe even scored two or three tries. Like... They were too young. I think they're too inexperienced this year. Um, it, it showed on the it showed on the weekend. Um, yeah. Darling? Yeah, look, I think Penrith are probably still a top four. I think the lowest they'll probably finish next year is sixth. But the thing is, it's going to be harder for them to have as good a year and to make the grand final because teams are working them out now. Yeah, you know, no, no one knew Penrith were going to play that good this year. <laughs> so the big thing is going to be Penrith's preseason. Yep. Ivan Cleary needs to change the way they play, even just that little bit, yeah. so they can still be that surprise team. Yep, and now I'll tell you why they won't finish top four because what's going to start happening is they're a, they're a group that's come through together, through junior footy together, they've built this culture together. So next year, not only that, you're taking Trent Barrett out of that system, which obviously is a big factor in that system. You saw how Cleary just sat there with his arms crossed saying fuck all for 80 minutes. You can't tell me someone else isn't coaching that team. You're going to start, you're going to lose a couple in the next few weeks. You're going to then have people being offered a lot of money in the next month, once 30 June, or this week actually. First November, yeah. First November. So all of a sudden... Lilway's going to be on 800 in two years going to Easts, and all of a sudden there's cracks there. All of a sudden, little bits not all hunky-dory. To, to be fair, Luai and Crichton have both said they are definitely re-signing, no matter what. That, cool, but you know who's not re-signing? Okay. If they're re-signing, four others aren't. Naden probably not. So there's Naden now won't be a happy fella. Tyra May will be gone in a year. There's, there's little cracks. as well, I'd say. Well, he'll, he's not old, but he won't. Yeah, he probably he's probably so, got one year left. He'll be gone. So there's cracks here and there. Um, I was extremely. People are going to be throwing a lot of money at Liam Martin in a year's time. Oh, uh, Zay Yo's already on the Bulldogs hit list, which is Daily Telegraph. Daily Telegraph like just picked names every three weeks. The thing weeks people have got to remember, though. That doesn't mean they're leaving the club at the end of this year. They've still got no. Year but my point is, but, once but they the start talk, going, it's not, I've seen it before. Once they are on yeah. the way out. The, the brotherhood's over. Oh, my mate. I'm uh, going to play with him. Yeah, the brotherhood starts getting over. A contract All of a sudden, they don't have their best assistant coach. All of a sudden, everyone's going, oh, well, maybe I'll go to Bulldogs then. So he's going he's gonna to pick up four of these blokes, I actually believe. Um, so, therefore, well, my end result from that is I think they will finish fourth or fifth next year. I think this was their shot. They missed it. Yeah, there'll be players better for it. Clearly better for it. Um, Kickout will be better for it. There's players going to be better for it. They're going to find a full-time prop. They've, uh, I guess it'll be Ted Ivano, who's tremendous, outstanding. But you take Tarmo week in, week out. They're not going to win 20 straight next year. No. They're not going to have, uh, what was it, 12 home games this year, next year. They're all of a sudden on the road. All of a sudden they're going to have to go from Gold Coast to Warriors with injuries. They're blessed with injuries. I think I'm laying them top four next year. That's my uh, yeah, okay. tip for next year. Well, I was extremely disappointed in their forward pack in the grand final, and now they've lost their biggest body in Tarmow. Mm. Um, and who's the next biggest? Fisher Harris and Ted of Tedavano. They lost Leota. Leota's probably only got forty to fifty minutes in him, unless yeah. they, they build him up. Um, they, they're going to need another big body. They've got a, a smaller mobile pack, but 
at the, obviously you saw in the big game like Melbourne just aimed up with their yeah. big boys and just <laughs> roughed them up in the middle. So that's a big worry with Penrith too. They don't have anyone coming in. You look at the Roosters when they won in 2018. They had Crichton come in. They had one of the Morris brothers come in. So in 2019, it sort of fall and. No, sorry, Cronk was still there, but it sort of forced them to play a little bit different. Yeah. It sort of forces you to. Penrith have no one coming in. If I was Can Penrith, you see how Penrith will play different next year? Nope. No, I can't. Because And you brought it up when we were reviewing the grand final. It's that same structure, but clear, Ivan Cleary needs to realise if they're going to have another... Not everything. Obviously, you stick to what works to an extent, but you just got to change that little bit so you still... And the next caps of the ranks out. are like your Charlie Staines, which how he's going to... That doesn't matter. Uh, Burton's probably gone. Mitch Kenny... They need another big, nasty bloke in the middle. Yeah, and like they, they let, I, I, could, I actually bloke, couldn't believe they let Heverington go. nasty bloke. But they should have kept Heverington, I thought. Yeah. I think well, was they probably need two big, nasty thing. blokes now. So anyway, that, that's my tip for next year. Uh, I can be right and wrong. Next question. Got all four of you here. Who are, you, who are your grand finalists next year and why? Jesus. Oh, this is a question Jesus. without notice. It's that's without notice. That's fine but it's, yeah. stuff, mate. No, let's move on. That's right. <laughs> no, well, no, 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 you can. I'll, no, I'll, no, I'll, I'll go first. Okay. Just to say, it, it yeah. give, my, uh, give my honest You're opinions. You're humble? No, my top forward. Uh, I'm thinking now I'm looking towards Canberra. Canberra's yeah, yeah. now next year. Obviously, they've bolstered their forwards. They're going to get Hodgson back. Uh, they've worked out their running game and... Their trick will be they won't start hot because I need to work out how Elgin fits into their game. But their, their forward pack's going to be uh, – I know they're losing Bateman, but effectively they won't miss him, I think, the way they'll set themselves up. Not too much. Yeah, and Souths so. have bolstered their forward pack in the way they needed to. And uh, the, the issues there will be first-order issues. Do we play Luttrell at one or Corey Allen at one? And they can oh, they can have their cake and eat it too, as I was saying to Ollie, and just play one of them at centre and do the other. Uh, and I think they're the two Melbourne will be Melbourne again whatever happens and then from there you're looking towards and and, and, and the ultimate thing from there is that from there every team fucking sucks there's not many good teams on the way up I I want to tip Titans to make the eight and and, uh, apart from that there's teams this year that there's four teams in the eight in the eight this year that can't make that next year because yeah, well, they're if the awful. Sharks don't pick up two or three players, they won't make the eight no. next year. Uh, Paro have just shown themselves exactly where they are, and um, Newcastle can, could finish 12th next year and no one even bat an eyelid because that's what they are. Yeah, well, Pierce going out, um, depending who comes in. Yeah. Obviously, a lot of speculation, as we said. And if but. Kevy does a good job with the talent they've got at Brisbane, they can finish top ten. I won't say eight. Oh. But. They can he can turn that club around very quickly. It oh won't yeah, take very much. quickly. I, very quickly. There was there was. You got to understand. There was Ollie, so you, what you got to understand. Paul Green would do What you got to understand is a lot of teams possibly. suck. No, a lot of teams are not very good, <laughs> and Brisbane don't have to get much better to be not very, not much better than very good, not very good. Uh, they still. Anyone else want to have a say after my sure, rant? Sure, I've had a little think. <laughs> I'll say Melbourne first. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Canberra second. Okay, I'm going to say Souths third and Panthers and or, not and, sorry, Panthers or Roosters fourth. The other one will finish fifth. And I'm going to say, I'm just going to say Storm Raiders grand final. Cool. Yeah, okay. Uh, I, I pretty much agree with um, what Ali said. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think the Raiders are... They were oh, they got outclassed in the in the uh, qualifying um, this year, but um, I think they could they were pretty tired something. too. Man. Yeah, like they played their great they final against the Roosters. Yeah. They went they went really hard against the Roosters and um, and and even against the Sharks. The Sharks were up for, for the first half. Yeah, yeah. They, they were they were we the did. better team for the first half, and the Raiders just outclassed them. Yep. And then yeah, so. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, done. obviously I, I'm not going to put anything in concrete until we, we no, do our it, preview it, show. I'm fairly certain we'll do a three-hour preview yeah, at some point in uh, six hours, next February, but yeah. Yeah, um, I can't see Melbourne going too far backwards. Um, they'll be in and around probably the top three. Uh, Canberra also, I, I don't see them missing the top four. I think Cam- uh, I think the Roosters might actually slide. I don't real. I don't like the Flanagan decision. I don't like Flanagan being pushed out. I, Lamb doesn't have a kicking game, and Walker's too young at the moment. So I don't. They need a kicking game coming in there if they're going to get rid of Flanagan. And if they don't get that kicking game, they could slide right down towards the bottom of the top eight. To be honest, um, I actually. Agree. A fall is coming at Easts because all of a sudden you can't run. They've chosen to keep the Morris brothers, who I adore, over Flanagan. And they're now 37 or 36. And they're now on tired legs. And they're now... Yeah, it, it catches age catches up very quickly. And uh, South with an extra body and Latrell fit for the entire season should be in and around the top four. So yeah, because um, they've got Jairo, Jairo, Jairo coming in. Uh, someone else who I just can't yep. think of. Um, they've they've signed up Sirinan, who looks like a very good prospect going forward. They've still got Sua, and they, there's a, quite a few young blokes there that actually stamp their name to say that they're going to go forward in the next year or two. So um, which was our questions at the start of the year. So if they forward pack improves I don't see them going backwards and um, so who else are we going to get put in there to finish out that top four I'm not 100% sure but I, I can't see Parramatta there I can't see Newcastle there I, yep. the, all I think the Sharks this, unless I, I they think recruit was, really well it, I think this was a Paris shot realistically and this was, for four is a toss up this was right. Paris shot and Penrith shot and they both missed it and I think and East shot to an extent but that's a sick the Titans thing. with their recruitment could push I, into I, six, yeah. fifth I think, I think like they that. definitely fill that and I think and it's hard to say apart from that. Yeah, obviously we need a lot more. Um, we need to know a lot more what happens in the off season with comings and goings for different teams. But yeah, they'd be my top three for next year. Would be Melbourne, Canberra, and um, yeah. who else did I mention? <laughs> I mentioned those teams. Else. Okay, South. sorry, that was it. No, Canberra, Melbourne, South. You guys are talking up the Titans, but I just want to say now, and I'll be saying this for all of next year, purely out of bias. As soon as I put the Titans in the top eight, they'll finish last. So I'm tipping them to finish ninth or tenth. On the back of your forward pack and your dad, you'll be fine. They're going to finish ninth or tenth. Is there? I just don't. You watch. I say it, and it just implodes. Is there a little feeling of um, the Fafita being a myth? Well, that's the thing. Yes, quite possibly. Yeah, he, he very hype, well could the hype be. train doesn't often come off, does it? When he is absolutely flying, he's one of the best. But, but he's, he's only win, flying yeah. once every six weeks or so. So, what do you get? That's four games a year. Fucking. Yeah. And I don't even. Know, and another one is I don't even know what's left at Manly. It feels like it's just a cracked eggshell that they're going to have to glue yep. back together with a bit of. Uh, they're at, they're at the point where both Travoyevich brothers and Daly Cherry Evans are going to have to be on point, even yeah, Martin Tabau to an extent. No, oh, all of them. Well, but losing AFB. of his career now too. Yeah. So. You know who else make that next year? Warriors. Warriors Fanua will be good. Blake's uh, oh, under way, Nathan Brown. And he's not even head coach yet, and he's made some really good signings. No, Warriors, yeah, that Warriors and Titans will make that next year. But anyway, for a long time, I just thought it was interesting tomorrow. So, oh, for these yeah. people saying how Penrith going to cop next year, they're millions. I, I think they're not millions, they're 26s. Yeah. I'd put them in They 12s, are favourites currently. Yeah, it's preposterous. I'll back. What? Uh, I'll look it up in a minute. Titans are like 17 bucks. Uh, if, I had, if I had a gun to my head, I would back Canberra and South right Canberra, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, 
any news from the week, Ollie? I've, I've oh, look, this, ju- but, just uh, a couple of rumours that I've heard. And again, it's from your nines, your foxes, whatever. Clifford to Newcastle, possibly. Apparently, they're interested. And as you actually commented on my post when I posted about this, Daggy, you said, does this mean that Mitchell Pearce is headed to the Roosters? Personally, I'd say if it was a Gareth Widdop going there, which has also been rumoured, if it's Widdop, then I think Pearce is out. Clifford, you could play Clifford with Pearce. You could. But you right. seem to stamp it, 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 right out that he's not coming back. He said he signed to Warrington and... Oh, no, uh, yeah. well, this is what Trevor. I know was he's saying obliged to say that, but yeah, um, he has said that. But apparently, he's not too liked at Warrington because he doesn't get on with Blake Austin. So, I mean, I'll take Avery. Widdop could end up at a at another Super League club. Hmm. That's what I think might end up happening, actually. Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. I wasn't being, yeah. saying it wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, just, it's an opinion. Yes, as thing. I said, it, uh, it seems to flag to me that Pierce might be on the way out. Yeah. Well, the rumor doesn't go away, does it? It's just. <laughs> constant noise that Pierce is on his way out from Newcastle um, there's, there was way too many times where Pierce didn't put in enough um, energy just to you know try yeah. so the two rumours are Pierce and Pierce for Moses or Pierce back to Easts which fits which better Dino do you want to go first are you just happy to watch us yeah I'm just watching okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a passenger oh, Newcastle get the best end of that deal I don't think Pierce fits in that well at Parramatta to be honest um, and Moses I think could probably work with Ponga just because he's got a bit more of a running game and gives him a, that start Ponga doesn't have to take flat ball and make make his own decisions he can run off the back of someone who gives him a bit of ball while the while the play's moving rather than getting static ball and getting shut down Ali? It'd work out well for East if they got Pierce because Kiri can still run the show and they've not got either an 18-year-old who's never even played reserve grade in the side, no matter how much hype he's received, or Lachlan Liam, who's he's fine. I don't necessarily think he's an out-and-out first-grade player. Um, but the thing is with Newcastle, like, OK, it's Jake Clifford really the answer to Mitchell Pierce, someone who's been in and out in the Newcastle side, who's been decent, he's been good, but he's not exactly set the world alight either. Do you put the the ball in his hands at if Newcastle get, to run As I said to the guys on Facebook... If Newcastle get Clifford and Moses at the same time... I like that, actually. It, it could, but... I do like that. And if they, if, would Clifford the end up being that the is, Dylan Brown? You know what, if Newcastle the flip side of that, that is, and I said this to Guz, uh, the turkey guzzler, who hopefully will at some point, but uh, I said this as well, if you get neither, there's worse options in the world than just playing Watson and uh, Mayan and Harms. Yeah, They're going to do a fine job. Yeah, you just yeah. got to restructure yeah. a lot around it, and you get Braley back, and you... Yeah. And a kicking game, but where's your kicking game come from there? What's on it, man? Ponga's got a long Don't kicking really game. Kicking game. Man's got a short. Issue. Man's got a grubber. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're saying, but yeah. it's not an elite yeah. field position. Whereas Clifford's got Clifford does have a really good field position kicking game, long I kicking game into that, the absolutely. corners. And if you got Moses outside him with the running game, and then Ponga chiming yep. in at the back line, I think that could be a really good fit for Newcastle. But yeah. yeah. No, cool. All right, so let's get to Origin because we yeah. could talk or not about complete bullshit. We don't need to. I <laughs> know uh, oh it's hard to. We do it mostly. What about fighting into the Bulldogs? The, the actual. Good, I think that's a good. One. I think that's a good fit. No, no. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't actually say, but I actually I think, think it works for both. Pierce to East works as well because all he has to do is not miss tackles, which he doesn't. He'll tackle quite well. He's got to kick when he has to, and that's it. He'll have a job to do, and I think, uh, I think that's a. I think they're just happy to go back to their warm blankie and say he can do a job for us and. 
he'll do. Which is sad, for, and, and I think it's good for Flanagan because he can now he'll be given time under Barrett, who's shown to be a reasonable half's coach. It's he's, uh, on, a, on a couple of occasions. And 350 grand or three, 300 or 350 yeah, or whatever it's rumoured for do you, Flanagan for a halfback. Do you steal? And I'll tell you right now, if you, if you know, that's not going to happen, but imagine if they did turn around and just get Benji for 200. That's what I'm That's, that's what tr- I that's think they should That's a tremendous combination. I think yeah. they should do because yeah. while Flanagan has all the talent in the world, you know, he's still young he's and still you partner not- him with a Lockie Lewis or a Wakeham. Yeah. You know, the Bulldogs have been pairing basically when foreign has been injured, kids, yeah. kids together and a so you, put him out, you put him outside Benji or inside exactly. Benji. Exactly. And, and that's well, a whole different kettle of fish. You, your, um, gets you your field position and then Benji gets you your points, yeah. which is what they've been lacking well, for If, if Benji years, wasn't keen yeah. before... Supposedly the Bulldogs, there is jungle drums that Tiger's in a backflip, but I don't know how reliable those drums are and yeah. I'll be wishful thinking. Um, You're going to start with Queensland or New South Wales? Let's go to Origin. So we've got the 27-man squads are finalised and then we'll go through and we'll say what we might expect from... Um, from the teams, but let's go. So Queensland, we'll start with Queensland. Yep. Munster, Kafusi, Welsh, Brenko, Tino, Capel, Arrow, Brimson, Fodawaka, Sammy, Lee, Hunt, Holmes, Hess, Coates, Carrigan, Hunt, Kerr, Grant, Cherry Evans, Friend, Collins, Luai, Papali, Allen, Gay Guy, Sua. A very great team, end of the day. Very good team. Young kids in areas, yeah. And a team that could be an outstanding origin team in five years if they stick solid. But you've got a 75 year old coach in them and whatever else around them. But um, you you forecast your 17, I suppose. Well, let's. Very quickly. Uh, my mate, we might, well, how's the best way to do this? Why don't we do both squads and then do a quick prediction? Yeah, do a number squad. Yeah, so, uh, New, so South New South Wales. Haas, Frizzell, Lomax, Beginners, Brown, Campbell, Gillard, Gutherson, Paulo, Saifidi, Cook, Murray, Walker, Kodrick, Whiten, Cordner, Crichton, Keary, Tedesco, Tupo, Trevojevic, Cleary, Crichton, Luai, Yo, Adokar, Finucan, and Pappenhausen. Hot team as well. Not as hot as it may have been, but also in a lot of ways that might be a blessing because you got some of the old wood out of there. Um, yep. Let's see. The best way to start this, we're going to do, I don't know how we're going to approach Origin as a podcast. We might wait till it's We might do a couple in the Sundays in between. But essentially, let's start with how would... Uh, I'll ask a quick question first. If you were fit, like, would you rest Tedesco first game to save him for second and third, or would you just risk him first up? If he's not right, you've got two other options. Yeah, I don't think they'll so. risk him, risk him, but is it better to say, look, have this game off and you're back in the next? If he's only less than 80%, you go with Pappenhausen or um, yep. the uh, Gutho. Gutho. Yeah. It's pretty Gutho. simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, thoughts on oh, Barney, th- thoughts on the Queensland squad? Good young squad, man. Um, they've still got some strength in that spine with Munster. Uh, uh, you got yeah, Munster, Cherry Evans. You got AJ Brimson in a fullback with Valentine Holmes coming, possibly coming back after the first game back into fullback, and maybe Brimson into the centres or back into fourteen. Um, it's it's going to be a lot tougher than I actually expected. I thought uh, before the squads were announced, I was looking at New South Wales just running away and just running all over top of Queensland. But that squad's pretty pretty solid squad, man. You know what I love is that they could have picked the usual faces, which they probably would have. Instead, they've actually gone out and picked hot players who are ready to play good football, mm-hmm. and they're going to they're going to bring it and not let anyone. None of those blokes in this team are going to let anyone down. Ollie. 
Yeah, uh, I like the Queensland squad too, but I still think New South Wales is a, a, a fair way better, and that's yeah, not against expect the players. Queensland to win. I am concerned, and I will talk about it a bit more when we actually go through the team list. But I'm concerned about the edges. I think it's not necessarily that the players there aren't good and couldn't do a job. It's just nowhere near as good as what New South Wales will be. And also, uh, there there are players there who have played decent this season, but I wouldn't necessarily say we're in origin form for the whole year. That's just me. Um, but yeah, other than that, it's a pretty solid, pretty solid lineup. I would say, but their forward pack is in origin four. Yeah, I was about to say that. Yeah. I was about to um, go, contribute about uh, about Papali and you yeah, know. Papali, Collins, Luai, Tanamis, and Harson. You know, Josh Phil Messino, Carrigan won't miss a tackle. Fodder wake up. Fodder wake up. That is a tremendous yeah. forward pack. Yeah, whether he plays in the centres or in as a off the bench. Yeah. Um, who plays hooker? It's got to be Harry Grant. It has to be. Okay. Yeah. I'm not starting Hunt in front of Harry Grant. No, I That's don't. for sure. No. And while a lot of people want Friend to play because he never got his chance when Cameron Smith was there, tough luck. <laughs> Very he's Very just not there. He's just go. not there anymore, is he? So I, th- I think. Uh, I'm surprised ben, ben they picked will... him realistically because if he's not, if they're not going to start him, it's a dead spot in your squad. They just yeah. picked him for appeasement so he could be. Bennett know, would. Uh, I think Bennett is happy to have Hunt as a 14. Yeah, just because he covers, I guess, two, three spots. Um, but hot forward pack, uh, I love AJ's getting his chance. And the thing is, there's enough if they're genuine and if they're not coat tailing. Um, Munster and Cherubin should be an experienced enough half combination to lead them around. Pretty yeah. sure yeah, Munster might still be drunk next Wednesday, but it could be. That could uh, help him. Get, Welsh, <laughs> seen him play drunk. Welsh is playing this because if a play, Tino could be a freak. And like I said, Carrigan. He's going to play Origin the next 15 years, so you would think I think so. that's a yep. it's exciting team. Like I said, it, yeah. it's actually a more exciting team than if I had to pick Maguire and the usual Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, in, in terms of, like, the forward pack, at least the bench forwards, that, that was probably harder to pick than New South Wales because of the depth they probably got yeah. in their bench forwards. So that's a credit to Queensland. Uh, Val Holmes and Alan do miss the first game, but they probably yep. are in very, very serious contention to play center or wing second game. Yep, mm. 100%. Uh, so... Very exciting there for New South Wales. So, if the doesn't play, I'd say suggest. Pop- I think Gutho is playing centre from what it seems, no matter yeah. what. Yeah. Um, so you got Papenhuis and Desco interchangeable, and who plays five eight? I'm thinking Whiten. He's been the form. He's been the form for the second half. If we had a Keary. if we had a solid centre, I'd say that Whiten would play six. But there's. Whiten's better at centre than anybody else that's in that team at the moment. Yeah, I think Crichton's so too. got too many missed tackles in him. Um, yeah. And Lomax, same thing. He's got too many handling errors in him, which Whiten doesn't have either of those. So, I think so too, Al. Luke Keary, for me, consistently throughout the past two or three years, he has been... So when I say I think so, I, I think Whiten plays centre. I think it's a okay. safe option. Yeah, I, yeah I, he's just been consistently the best... 5'8 for the past couple of years. Probably should have played Origin last year if it wasn't for injury. And if you, you can't... If he's not the best 5'8 in the game consistently over the past couple of years, it's Cam Munster and he's playing for Queensland. So, and it's so Walker or Luai at 14? Who got 14? Walker or Luai at 14? I've not got either of them at 14. Who got 14? Pappenhausen. Yeah, when Teddy comes back, Pappenhausen Oh, that's fine. And you know what? Pa- Pappenhausen was... Uh, <laughs> 
it was tough to that. pick, but I'll get into it. Like, I think there's someone who would suit that a lot better who won't get... Can play Damien Hall for 15 minutes. Even in minutes. the first game, they might even just put um, Cameron Kinnis and that's, in oh, 14. That's who it is. Cam McInnes yeah. would be the perfect fit, but he... You know, you play him at 16, just as a bench... Yeah. Um, back and he can play 15 minutes but with Teddy well. out they might even put him into 14 and then just go with three other big blokes on the bench so who's your forward pack um? oh well, Hass has got to be one um, and Paulo's probably the other starting prop yep uh, I've got, I'd have uh, you've got the captain's got to be on one one side uh, I've probably got Jake at 13 and Murray at 12 mm, I think that's um, the way they'll go I'd like to have Murray at 13 just because I think he's got a little bit more pace um, but obviously it doesn't really stickly matter when you've no, got a team tremendous, like this tremendous tremendous team so yeah that's my forward pack and um, the nine is Cook so yeah, I've actually got Murray and Haas off the bench, similar to the first two games, I believe, of last series. You know, keep it. Uh, I guess I'm sort of going with incumbency a little bit, but I've got Paulo and Safidi, my two starting props, and I've got Cordner and Frizzell in the second row. Frizzell had a really good end, end to the year, I think, you know, leading in. He was probably wasn't the Dragons' best player, but he, he sort of got back towards his... his Past form. Yeah, obviously, I've got Frizzell would be on my bench as well. Um, I'd probably try to find a spot for McGuinness, but it might not happen. As we well, McGuinness and Yeo are the sort of the same. To they are the, what they yeah, are. The back row is just it, it, ridiculous. Cam Murray's more, he's not as big, but he's more explosive, I think, those two. And then JT has to be there, and Cordner has to Siofidi be there. And you've got Siofidi in there. Um, but I, a toss up between Brown and Gillard. I think one of them gets in, one of them misses out. No, um, I'd almost play Fanukin in front of those two. I have got Fanukin no, in front of them. That's what I mean. One of them misses out. For Fanukin, so no, I'll go Haas. I'll go Haas, Cook, Paulo, Cordner. Uh, who do we just say? Mari um, Trevojevic, and then have Sorry the bench Fidi. should be Papenhausen, Fanukin, Saifidi, and. Yeah, that's Nathan yeah. Frizzell, oh, Frizzell, Frizzell have been the bench. Give Frizzell <laughs> twenty, he'd go nuts. Yeah, it's a it's a moot point, but it's you pick ten of them. Is I, I wouldn't Yo, have. I would As I yeah, misses out. Yeah, like, and he's been outstanding. Oh. Uh, if it, for me, I have Frizzell a long way in front of uh, Nathan Brown. So yes. if, you want, if you want a prop, and Regan Campbell. Yeah. So if you want a prop, you go. If you want a prop, you you want to be play a prop. So otherwise, Fede, you go. Paulo. Yeah. So for me, those pair of guys are out for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess we'll work out how we're going to do our origin previews, reviews in between. I think we said we might do some Sunday. I think we'll just do the weekends in between do a games. Sunday hours, I would imagine. Between a beer do a and, and do preview, a preview, three gets three. Yeah. So oh. probably not before next origin. Yeah, I think so, the next time you'll hear from us is probably Sunday Arvo after. Yeah, Sunday week. Yep. Um, all right, we'll give us an origin prediction. First game, Dino. New South Wales. Uh, i got New South Wales 1-12. to 12. I had man of the match as uh, Damien Cook because he, not, he hasn't had the go forward all year and I think he's just going to get that space against in this game and he's going to tear... Uh, Queensland apart. I think a lot of our go forward will come off uh, off Cook. And I had first try on the left edge. Who did I have on the left edge? Uh, Gutho. Mm. He's just really suited to Origin Gutho. I just you give him a good yeah. line, good ball, he'll score. Yeah, Ollie. New South Wales one to twelve. Man of the match. It's a toss up between the two. I'm going to go Nathan Cleary. 
are just to uh, people are saying they should rest him for game one to get his head right. No, if you are the New South Wales Origin halfback, potentially Australian back. halfback, yeah, back and, you yeah. are able to bounce back from a grand final loss and play Origin one. That's yeah. just how yeah. it is. Yep. Uh, I'm going to go. Yeah, New South Wales one to twelve. Uh, I'm going to say Junior Paulo, but Ooh. he will. I'm saying he'll be one of our best, but won't be man of the match. He'll be one of those okay. situations. Just like Should he's been, been for Parramatta. So you, you watch him, he'll be, he'll be in, I think he's ready. I think he's they'll b- give it to ready to explode. The and they'll yes. give it to whoever scores three tries on Nathan Cleary. Um, first try. Oh, let's go Papenhausen. If he plays. If Papenhausen starts at one, I think it'll be the same play as if Tedesco starts at one. Yeah, straight up the guts, play. back inside. Yeah, yeah. That or the wraparound in the outside. running towards outside. Not pass quite the pass. centre. Could pass, but they'll go through the gut, through the yeah, centres there. Yeah. Um, but I, I think Paulo's in for a massive series. Uh, Boyd Cordner, four weeks off, ready to go fresh. will be awesome as well, I think. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. Uh, we will review it in 10 days' time. Yep. Until then, we have a few things coming up, a few things to announce within the uh, Beer Garden Empire, I suppose. Barney Boy will be joining us on Sunday for a Melbourne Cup preview with the Show Is Your Tips crew. So Ooh. find it on Facebook, see if we can find some winners for Melbourne so Cup Day for your cash. office sweeps and your – doesn't do office sweeps anymore at home uh, – for your trifectas and uh, whatever else. Uh and we're going to announce that we're heading back to Warren for Club Trev, if you follow us on Facebook there. Heading back to Warren on the uh, week off our one-year anniversary of the Wagon to Warren. We raised some money for drought and went out to Warren, had a great weekend. Uh, and go back and see how that tends doing. Uh, one of my favourite things I've done as a podcast is go and look up Wagon to War on YouTube and watch that video. It's tremendous. Yeah, I was upset I missed that one. It so, looked like a brilliant weekend. Yeah, so we're going back bush and hopefully get the show back on the road there. But until then, guys, thank you for joining us and supporting us all year. Thank you, guys, for your time again tonight. And we will talk again on a weekend now. Do this at reasonable times in a weekend over a beer. And um, we'll see you guys soon, I guess. Take it easy, guys. Eighties videos, wacky music.